Instead of continuing where we left off due to scheduling, we're going to take a little break from your regular content. Don't worry, I still have a story of sorts for you, albeit a shorter one than usual. So if you want to join me, we're going to go back in time. Before the world resculpted itself from its own ruins, before the ruins were even ruins, and before the people who built them were even born. In the first epoch, when timekeeping was new, a number line was set to zero, and days and years were counted against memories. The titans had been sealed, and the next dawn saw the world's first day quiet and calm. The first had been Alemnos, the burning fires of destruction, the catalyst of movement and heat and rhythm that had launched the spark of life into the world, like an ember from a drifting campfire. Creation thrived in its wake and consumed as much as it created, if not more. It did not know how to stop itself, it only knew how to grow. Alemnos was anchored to the heart of every world, burning and breathing destruction inward, the heat of its heart radiating outward, insulated and eternal. Alemnos learned how to forget anything outside itself. The next was our Kratos, the cradle of solid earth. Wrapped around Alemnos as an embrace, protecting it from the cold infinity, holding the warmth between them like the name of a lover, molten rock, dynamic yet unchanging. Outward, though, it grew into the world. Layer after layer supporting new life and new growth, the anchors of the plains drawn through the ley lines of sediment, the land running into land, running into land, plains separated across space and time, grounded in the same being. Our Kratos learned how to move while sleeping, how to listen to the ones who walked upon the land, and how to respond. The next was Autoros the life-giving water. Autoros moved in the wake of Alemnos, dampening its noise. Autoros moved despite and against Arkratos, shaping Earth as evolution shapes life. If Alemnos was creation, Autoros was the sculptor and the clay, the fluid that birthed every living thing, alternating between inconsistent bursts of inspiration and slow, steady growth. Autoros was the rage of a hurricane and the predictable oscillation of the tides. Every ocean and rainfall that flows around the land, every river and sea that flows between the plains, Autoros lives in every fluid movement, bound only to its font and its destination. Autoros learned how to change shape, but never how to hide. The last was Aftos the air extending into the cosmos. Aftos could not be sealed or anchored or cordoned, so it was released, spread far and wide across the universe, so thin over an area so vast its power was entirely diluted. Aftos learned how to exist as a fractal of itself, how to be born in every first breath, how to die in every last, and how to catch echoes of its former self on the wind. 
That next day's dawn, the world of Kraith jolted awake, like someone who hadn't realized they were already drifting into sleep. The people who walked the lands walked them anew, sealing the titans away in memory. Life had changed. Existence had changed. Things became smaller and more complex, and humanity would rise and fall and rise and fall again in its own new rhythm, in and out of sync with the patterns of what used to be. In life, they spread across Kraith and through the lands anchored to it. In death, they went even further beyond. Some rose above to shepherd this new existence. In the wake of the Titans, some became gods. The expression of the divine balance, diluted now, began crystallizing into new forms. The gods carved their domains from belief and shaped them through power, and in turn their domains and power were shaped by the belief others held in them. Religions were crafted in the same vein as the rhythms of civilization, rising and falling in and out of sync with the patterns of the world around it. Beliefs built on ruins of beliefs, the images of dead gods carved out of their own corpses. And if we fast forward back to the present, these gods are what have ruled in one way or another for three epochs. You are at least somewhat familiar with one by now, and while you don't necessarily know how they came to be, you know what came before. This story within a story is not one our main characters would know directly. It's the kind of story that's filtered through the kaleidoscope of time, where the plot is inherited from oral histories but none of the details are the same. The kind of story they learned around the same time that they learned that the sky was blue and that there was a way things simply are. The kind whose narrative cadence beats through their existence like a drum and the music is so loud that it doesn't matter that you can't understand the words. Though the words would say something along the lines of, there are three fundamental laws of the divine. There is power in the land, the embodiment of the divine. There's power in belief, the will of the divine. And there's power in authority, the vehicles of the divine. To understand how power is born, how it moves, and how it dies is to understand the basic nature of the world. And that's all I have for today. Thank you for listening to me, Lore Dump. I thought this would be nice to have in between episodes instead of like just nothing. So if you like it, I'll do more in the future and you can get some specific lore you might not otherwise get in the series. I don't know. Maybe we will. I don't know what they're up to. I don't know what these people are doing. But uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope if it left you with questions that they are interesting ones. And maybe they'll even get answered at some point. Who knows? I will see you next week where we all will continue our quiet cataclysm.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.